Hey, welcome to Darvis's Happy Hour. Cheers. Can we Hello. have a little cheers? Yes. <laughs> it is Casual Friday. So casual we are Friday. talking about casually innovative technologies. <laughs> and Turkish sandals. Yes, I love those. Those are really nice. Where where can the listeners get some of those? <laughs> we are not up. sponsored by them, but uh, those are we pretty want to cool. Be. We want to be. Saba.am. Saba.am. Let's just see how much how this sounds. For those people in the podcast, these shoes are are they real leather? Yeah, totally. real leather. Real leather, handcrafted in Turkey. Even has the initials of the of the craftsman. Craftsman, the artisan. yeah, the artisan inside of the shoe. We don't even see artisan work like that anymore. So, you know, these are it's the lost art. These are the babas. The babas. <laughs> the bibbidi babas. <laughs> <laughs> These are the babas <laughs> under the brand Saba. Sabas have backs. The babas are backless. So um, yeah, so they're like a slip shoe leather, yeah, and I like the yeah. the threading detail. Yeah, it's it's a lost art. Separate colors hidden. on each side. Yeah, exactly it makes them very unique. I feel like people are going to stop you on the streets and ask colorway. you, yeah, where you got them for yeah. sure. Didn't they sell out? Uh, yeah, they did. All of them are gone. All of them are gone. So even if you want them, you can't get them. <laughs> we all want what we can't have. <laughs> so uh, where are we at? Sabas? Sabas versus Babas? Anyway, yeah. So just got these Turkish sandals. They're all sold out, unfortunately. Check them out. Saba.am. Fantastic sandals. You're going to have to get some of that protective spray it's... on it for the rainy days here <laughs> in Nashville. Well, yeah. I really, I got them for the trip to Guatemala. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a good Those photo. are going to do really well there. It's a great photo op in the jungle, you know? It seems Volcano weird. in the background. <laughs> that's, that's producer Vic. Uh, sitting in the room. The man, the myth, the legend. Also doubles as Darvis's lab's lead. But hardware guru, Vic. Yes. He holds the glue together. Yeah. Real quick, though. How about um, our good friend and... Uh, Nashville tech colleague Zap getting basically what a finalist, right? Finalist yeah, for influencer, influencer of, the of the year. Congratulations, Nashville. Zap. Yeah. She is Shout awesome. out to Zap. Yeah. First, we are taking a drink for you. <laughs> cheers. Cheers to Zap. <laughs> Congrats. She's also a uh, also a guest on the podcast. First episode filmed, actually. Yes. So that'll be good. So <sighs> What else are we doing today? We're drinking some Jack. Gonna, yeah, we are. We're here <laughs> drinking some Jack Daniels, Tennessee style. The only way we know how to do it. Yeah, um, it's all Nashville here. Or yes, Lynch, Lynchburg and Nashville. <laughs> we even have these wood barrel walls behind us, right? Exactly. From the whiskey barrels themselves. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we tell ourselves. That's what we tell our guests. <laughs> <laughs> the secrets out. Um, no, but a topic that I want to geek out about. Is the metaverse. Mm, metaverse. So for Hot those topic. of you listeners who are maybe not super familiar with the metaverse yet, it is essentially like a virtual world we will be living in. So Facebook just uh, changed their name to Meta. And I think this is one, it was probably a little bit of a PR thing, but strategically, mm. they want to get into uh, the space of essentially helping people live in the virtual world. So what would that look like? Using like Oculus glasses, Oculus types glasses, uh, VR headsets, you will go into the metaverse, a virtual world 
different scenes. I mean, you could really be anywhere. You'll be in your living room, but you could be on the beach in Guatemala, right? Yeah, like exactly. you would even make an avatar of what you would look like in the metaverse, which is so crazy. We talked a little bit about it on our episode with Renee, uh, the concept of digital twins. But yeah. um, what was your, did you watch that Facebook release video when they talked, yeah. when Zuck was on there <laughs> talking about the metaverse? Yeah. Like, what was I, your initial reaction? Well, I mean, the issue is full disclosure, I guess. I, I'm an early adopter of Oculus. So um, actually, even even before Facebook acquired Oculus, right? So, I mean, how many years? I don't even, let's look that up. How many years ago was Oculus acquired? Producer Vic, would you like some whiskey? <laughs> yes, I would. All right. <laughs> yes. Let's see. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Gotcha. Okay. So that maybe like Facebook purchased Oculus in 2014 for $2 billion. Wow. So, Anyway, early adopter of Oculus. So I've always enjoyed the concept of VR. I think even, like, do you remember Dave and Buster's? Yes. I, I guess still open. I love but, Dave and Buster's. Yeah, okay, cool. Okay, yeah, so it's still open. We should open. do a team outing <laughs> yeah, there. Right. That reminds me. <laughs> Dave and Buster's. But they, they had all these, um, I'll never forget, they had a VR game, a super early VR game, where you put on this yellow helmet and you look through these uh, basically what is essentially like an Oculus now, mm -hmm. right? I mean, you look you look through a digital screen that were adjusted for depth perception. And it was just a simple, like, an army or aliens or something was storming, uh, storming towards you. You had to shoot them. Like, that was probably my first experience with dedicated virtual reality. Mm -hmm. I've really been obsessed with it ever since. I think it's a fantastic concept. I, to, I, I do want to say, though, it is odd. Like, didn't he... He like unironically reenacted a scene from Black Mirror. I don't really watch that show, but from what I'm understanding, you need to watch it. Yeah, it's I, so good. Apparently, it's fantastic. But supposedly, he he literally like it was a reenact. Like there was a portion in that announcement video, but oh, it's what like an that. hour and a half, right? Hour and seventeen minutes, something like that. Yeah. The release, but it's at some point in that he. There is a reenactment, a reference, a reference. <laughs> it's to, like but, and also, to, I mean, honestly, though, like because the metaverse itself, I think the the metaverse. It's not anything new. No, it's it, been it's, around for a while. No, it's nothing new. But like, I think something too to to consider and think about is that I'm decently sure that the metaverse, the term metaverse, was coined in the dystopian novel. In the 80s, it's not 1984. I would have to look up what actual book it is. But metaverse itself is not like that was a term coined in a mm -hmm. dystopian uh, book, which is also kind of odd. Right. I mean, I have to be realistic in the fact that some of it's a little weird. Yeah. Um, like we weirdly too closely <laughs> ironic. You right. Know? Yeah. I mean, it, and ultimately, I mean, the. Like if you were to put on an Oculus headset now for people listening and, wa and watching that haven't used an Oculus headset, there there really is, you can see subtle changes. Like I can, it's obvious that they're moving more towards this actual interactable mm -hmm. fictional universe that they're coining as the metaverse. Um, you know, you are at this, you, at this point, you can actually customize your avatar inside yeah. of it. That's something, that's a, that's a brand new feature. You used to not be able to do that. Of course, in like a, in a game that you buy on the store, you, you could, mm -hmm. but you can see where they're going toward it, but it's not, there's nothing in particular that would scream. I'm inside the metaverse. Like you mm -hmm. put on the Oculus headset, and it still just looks like the home screen, like your home. Um, and 
so I, you know, honestly, I'm not exactly sure how long it's going to be until he first like basically realizes the vision that he has for the metaverse. I mean, are we talking yeah. more like, are we talking two years, I mean, one I'm year, a decade? Like adoption is going to be at least five years, at least to get everyone on it. Like if right. it were an Instagram or something like that, yeah. um, I just still see some of the technical challenges with it as well as mm. the um, the hardware, right? Like, yes. I still feel like we mentioned this in the other podcast, but, like, it's so bulky. Like, yeah. you need to come up with something a little sleeker. Um, yes. Price point is definitely coming down, which is great. Um, but I still think that's a barrier to adoption, too. Mm. Like, it's just not super comfortable to be in and spend a lot of time in. Well, and that's on my – I'm sure you can see on my screen. I just looked up to make sure. But from my experience, this is – incredibly true you on if you're not using um the oculus rift which is where you basically it's it's plugged directly into the pc mm-hmm. so you, you have a gaming computer so that's where your graphic your graphic capabilities become better you have a dedicated gpu uh, that you can utilize off of your gaming pc however if you're using the quest 2 which is what that is to my knowledge, the Quest 2 is the device they're pushing or, mm-hmm. or that form factor. Right. Free, freedom to roam. You draw your play area. You draw your meeting area, whatever it may be. But you're limited. To th- you're three hours tops. Like if you're playing games, it's going to die in two hours. Yeah. And Which is maybe a good thing. <laughs> right, yeah. Staring at a screen so right. closely. You're, I mean, you're like in it, Cause, right? Because didn't, I mean, but ultimately you have like companies like Google, um, not Google, sorry, uh, Microsoft, right? Uh, was it Bill Gates that came out and said that like 75%, was it Bill Gates, 75% of their meetings will be in the metaverse? In the metaverse? Something like that. I'm it's um, sure. It was someone, some billionaire of a big software company came out and said that they're going to move. <laughs> One of the big Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was him. But um, the, I don't, for that to happen, the battery, the there are there's going to have to be a major hurt like a major hurdle to climb in, in hardware. Yeah, but I mean ultimately though you really you really think about it. The Oculus Quest two, the standard edition with like thirty two gigs, sixty four gigs, something like that. Um, regardless, the standard edition is two ninety nine. I think. Mm-hmm. No, it's not bad. It's not bad at yeah. all. I mean, it's it's so ultimately you're looking at like I I keep thinking about industries. Um, especially blue collar industries, like in a, in a trade, right. Where specifically let's say oil and gas, which mm-hmm. I have a background in there's a map there, there are massive distances between these field sites. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes that you, you basically, the company's not only paying that the, the wage, whether that's salary hour, hourly, you know, you can break it down however you want, but you're paying the labor, you're paying the insurance. You're paying uh, typically the the truck maintenance. You're also paying for the gas. Gas is increasing like crazy someone right to now. Go out to that site exactly to go out to that site and may who may or may not be able to accomplish the goal mm-hmm. that day. And so, in my mind, I really think like I think people honestly are maybe even on the wrong thought process by thinking okay, these software companies are going to move to virtual meetings. Yeah, most of it like Darvis in particular. It, it, I mean, just like every, we're remote first as well. You mm-hmm. can work from wherever you want. And that's really typically the case for a lot of these software companies because that's, I mean, that's kind of the beauty of it. Yeah. And, but you you can't do remote first work uh, for the majority of individuals that are working in, in uh, trades, skill, yeah, skilled trade. trades. And so for me, I think it actually plays more into those industries 
Yeah, and think about training too. Yeah, you can start doing virtual training with people without ever having to go on site. Right. Yeah, I mean, because ultimately, in particular, actually, I know um, I used to perform contract work for Duke Energy, mm-hmm. and Duke has a major uh, fund for innovate like technology innovation specifically in VR because they're doing just that Duke first and foremost well I was in the oil and gas industry Duke is really predominantly an electric mm-hmm. um, power company right so they have the issue of uh, you know the how dangerous and deadly it is to be a linesman right mm-hmm. so if you if, if you are working on the electric poles it's, it's an incredibly dangerous job. But there are companies developing solutions to be able to train, um, train new people, but also go through just like typical, you know, you have to go through OSHA recertifications, mm-hmm. you know, every year right. or two years. And for they're, these doing different, yeah, they're, they're doing that in, in VR. The metaverse. They're doing that in Yeah, wow. exactly. So I'm one, but this goes back into the conversation with Renee that we had, right? Because with this digital twin concept, I think that the metaverse may actually find its placement in helping humanity save lives like unnecessary mm-hmm. deaths essentially because you send a trainee out onto um onto an electric pole and he gets electrocuted i mean the one not only i mean the the emotional impact mm-hmm. of the crew the family mm-hmm. the, the the superiors that are involved in that the financial aspect of that you could essentially mitigate that almost in its entirety by adopting a technology like this where they operate Definitely. virtually because it's it's one for one scale right mm-hmm. you draw your area so and that's kind of where i hope it is because i don't i don't know how effective meetings will be with virtual avatars or digital twins like think about that concept over 50 percent of our communication is actually nonverbal. So that's why it's so important to even have like video meetings versus like a phone call. Um, I mean, we can always understand tone and things like that, but there's other expressions that we miss. Like how is that avatar going to actually mimic or face it? Like, I mean, I don't know. I mean, currently it doesn't. That's a limitation, (laughs) but, you know, maybe someone will get a great idea from this podcast and and make a VR mask. I don't, I don't know. Like, um, that's and it and two. I, I do want maybe even to take a step back here. I think that metaverse is such a buzzword, right? Mm-hmm. Metaverse, and so like, what are we even talking about when we're talking about AI, machine learning, uh, deep learning, computer vision? You know, mm-hmm. these buzzwords we're throwing out there, and so proactive to today <laughs> I, re- I reached out to our um absolute genius of of a uh, uh, artificial intelligence engineer that we have on staff here at darvis aris he was over in greece oh he's great yes so genius. for listeners that, that may not fun. be that are interested in this because one they're trying to figure out what do i invest in you know there are companies we'll, we'll get into all this i mean there's this is a can of worms but i just want to take a moment to explain that from his point of view Artificial intelligence is the simulation of human intelligent processes by machines. Mm -hmm. And then you have to imagine that artificial intelligence is your largest bubble. Mm 
right? Mm -hmm. And then in, in that interior bubble, going one layer deeper, you have machine learning. So machine learning is a branch of AI which focuses on the use of data and algorithms to mimic the way humans learn. And then a subset of machine learning and AI is deep learning, which is another buzzword that's mm -hmm. often tossed around. So deep learning seeks to mimic the functioning of the human brain based on artificial neural networks. And then going a step further, you have an inter interdisciplinary scientific field called computer vision, which mm -hmm. we do in. And so computer vision is a field that deals with how computers can gain high level understanding from digital images or videos. So computer vision seeks to understand and automate tasks that the human visual system can either do, uh, that the human system can do using either machine learning, deep learning, or other AI techniques are finally a mixture of all. So while traditional machine learning algorithms are linear and explicit, deep learning algorithms are stacked in a hierarchy of increasing complexity and abstraction. So those were his um, conglomeration of studies plus utilizing some other sources. Um, it's not all his words, but that's his way of explaining it. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to throw that out in the Ether, into yeah. the ether because it can get a little confusing, I think, sometimes um, what we're even talking about. So hopefully that helps everyone out. But anyway, back to the metaverse. Um, I, saw, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Tangent into AI. Mm -hmm, back mm -hmm. to the metaverse. Okay, yeah, I feel like we almost need to like yeah, no, know, shift the wheel, yes, you know, turn the yes. bus. How about <laughs> this? There are companies right now that are literally selling real estate I know. inside of the metaverse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think what, you can buy I, land in the metaverse. You can literally buy land. A the market's hot out here. Like it's hot in the metaverse <laughs> too. Like. But there's not like I, the one thing, the one, I will say this, the one thing, where the, and this is not, I'm not an expert on the real estate market and the metaverse. Imagine like, being a realtor. Can, right. Like how do you, can you actually build on this right now? Because it might, I'll be honest, like I have, I have, like we were saying, I think we both have an Oculus. Yeah. I, I, there is no way to access. You don't just like put on an Oculus and say, like it's I was mentioning earlier, yeah. like you don't just like press go into the metaverse and all of a sudden you're in this like fictional, um, <laughs> like universe where you can do anything. That's not the case. Yeah. It's literally just like an app. It's, it's, you're in a digital home and you can play, purchase or download various mm -hmm. applications. I did the meditation app. Yes. I was on a mountain and, I was meditating and it was so nice, but I was like, you know, it's still not like I'm feeling grass. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, like it's nice, but like. It's not all the way there. <laughs> go out to my backyard and there's, actually There's limitations. The but like, how do you, that's the question though. How do you build a home in the metaverse when the app, like, are they purchasing the rights to one day? Like, is this essentially just like a. Um, well, there's different uh, like gaming applications where you can actually build within yeah. those games. So I think um, a lot of them are are the same type of concept. Like yeah. there's land that people own in those, but you can actually sell it. So I don't know. I'm assuming people can build on those. If anyone knows, let us yeah, know. Let us know if anyone owns land in the metaverse, <laughs> right, let us yeah. know. Please I want to come visit. Yeah. <laughs> we'll put on our Oculus. Yeah. <laughs> when can we come see your virtual home? That you know, it is it's so odd because there's a company that just sank like over four and a half 
maybe just over $4.4 million in metaverse property. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, I mean, that's insane to me. Like, it, literally crazy. It doesn't make any sense because I mean, my thing is where I, where I truly see real estate and property becoming important in the metaverse is down the road, I, even in early adoption. Well, maybe people are getting them now when the market's low. No, it's true. I mean, like, it's probably, honestly, it's probably a great investment, yeah. to be honest, because ultimately it's like, People didn't really understand, and I, I still don't think people truly understand the NFT market, mm-hmm. non-fungible token. And um, that was kind of a joke there for, for a while, but there are dedicated marketplaces. There's people a are plethora, making real money yes, on NFTs. Absolutely. And I think this is I think that the real estate market in the metaverse really it, it will come to fruition and it'll actually see um the fruits of its labor or, or it'll see its yeah. day and in, in day and age with the introduction of NFT displays. Because right now the NFTs you're purchasing, I, essentially the way that I see it, I think that the majority of people are purchasing NFTs to be a token that has an inherent value in and of itself yeah. because that's what the market paid for it. So they're, they're hoping that it increases in value because it's a, it, there's a limited quantity mm-hmm. or perhaps maybe even the only one. Some NFTs do like cross over into real life though. Like say I bought a NFT of a unicorn, you know, mm-hmm. and say it was like $2 million. Maybe that would unlock my um, ability to get into, you know, the most prestigious nightclub. Like there's a lot of extra value attached to like the really expensive ones that a lot of people don't, um, that they're not aware of, but I I still agree with you on the value aspect. Yeah. Cause, but I mean, ultimately I think the, I think that the NFT market is how you display art inside of your, inside of your, um, metaverse home. Yeah. And maybe that's going to be a digital asset, right? It's a digital asset. And so right now, you buy an NFT, you like to keep, you want to keep the NFT, you maybe change your marketplace um, profile picture. You can change, you know, you, at, at that point you own it in the digital space. So mm-hmm. You can really do whatever you want with it. However, that at that point, I think it's right now, the majority of NFTs, it's limited to that. Yeah. Whereas if they had a virtual home inside of the metaverse, they could actually display that like a piece of art. Yeah. And what's really cool is, is it's similar to, well, you've never seen Harry Potter, right? But I haven't. I know. <laughs> I'm it's, putting you on blast. So crazy. <laughs> no, I. But like in Harry Potter, like the 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 newspaper articles. I'm sure you've seen this. They mm-hmm. move, right? It's like a magic world. And so inside of the metaverse, in this digital world, like I always re- use this example. You know, someone just purchased the rights, mm-hmm. um, the NFT of the Charlie bit my finger video. Like no one way. of the first, yeah, one of the first viral videos. I think they That's paid so like two hundred and eighty-five thousand dollars for it. Is what wow. I, I believe. Um, but so it's off YouTube. Mm-hmm. I mean, like it's totally taken down. They own the rights to that. But what's really cool is you in a physical home. What do you do? You install a projector. Maybe you project yeah. on your wall. I mean, obviously they're. You could also set up a place where people pay a penny to watch the video. To watch it. Right. Like, Like, I mean, probably the most applicable um, aspect of that. But however, in the metaverse, if you had this digital property, you could literally just have that playing on your wall. Like when people walk in your home, when people walk in your digital home, 
the first thing they see is just the Charlie bit my face. Like, it's a clout symbol. Like, yeah, I it, own, it's a classic. <laughs> I, but listen to this. What if there was a museum of classic um, viral videos and you walk in and you walk yeah. through this museum so someone pays to have this Charlie, Charlie bit me yeah. video. And yeah. then like, you know, all the old classic vines that we loved, like yes. all of those, like, what was the one? Daniel. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, Daniel. <laughs> yes. Uh, like all of those classics in a museum. Imagine that. Yeah, and you could charge people. I mean, I all- would, I would, you know, I would pay, I would pay, you know, yeah. well, to also- go walk through that museum and watch all those old and that's and I think an important point as well in this is something that maybe people I, I mean I've seen it definitely like in news articles. I think people are talking about it, but I don't think people have really thought about this in its entirety. Like how how do you in rhetorical question, yeah. but how, how do you think that we're going to be paying for items in the metaverse? In my mind, it's like cryptocurrency. Oh, crypto like one hundred percent. And so all of in microtransactions. Yes, exactly. So my, I guess my point in that is, is that I think that you have you've got the crypto market, you have the NFT market, mm-hmm. and yes, you can make the argument that you're buying the NFT. Typically, with Ethereum is usually what I see mm-hmm. in the marketplaces of what they want. You know, it's zero point two nine seven Ethereum, whatever. So yes, they are interconnected in that way. However, like this, the metaverse concept truly could be the glue that really takes us down this path of decentralized. And crypto has been like looking for its place like for a while. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, because people don't really know. Like I, I will say like crypt, while crypto has become over time, over the last five years, maybe um, it has become much easier to liquidate that asset mm-hmm. because you have companies that will accept it now yeah. you have uh the you know paypal like you can atms for ATMs crypto, for crypto. <laughs> yeah so it's becoming incredibly it's becoming much easier but it's still not as liquid as the fiat currency we, mm-hmm. we currently use with like like the centralized bank notes that yeah. we're using um and not to mention like credit and debit cards mm-hmm. right because that really is e- extremely liquid and this, I think there needs to be something like a glue that binds all of this together to make it that much easier to, it makes it that much more accessible to the mm-hmm. average person. Because right now, if you, if you went up to the average American and said, Hey, like, I want to just give you uh 0.1 Ethereum just to give the, like, like how uh, the average American will not know how to yeah. accept that. Because you, you have to set up your digital wallet. You have to have, mm-hmm. you have to be of the market. You have to be in the market currently. It's not, it's it's not something that is extremely transferable. Yeah. Account to account because the having a crypto wallet, I think, is probably still in the minority of Americans. I would imagine. I mean, I don't have mm-hmm. data to back that up, but yeah. I would imagine that the majority of Americans don't have a crypto wallet. So. I, but I think that if the metaverse is truly adopted in the way that Mark Zuckerberg is um, and, and Meta, formerly Facebook, is envisioning, cryptocurrency is really that is the glue that it needs, and that's yeah. something I thought about a lot recently. I I totally agree with you on that. Um, I honestly hope the metaverse becomes 
not like an end all be all like we're living in a metaverse i hope it becomes an asset to our lives but like there is still novelty and true human interaction and like being authentic that i'm just afraid we're already so involved with our our phones and our computers and yeah. all of our technology we're so involved all the time um i just i would hate to see yes. humanity just go into well. <laughs> the virtual world to live to never come out it's it's like the it's it's the whole Wally concept, right? Yeah. I think of the Disney movie Wally because and that's, that's the, the amount of energy though that it takes to actually like power crypto mining mm-hmm. NFTs, like all of that. I mean, that's still a ton of energy. So while we will be saving in a lot of other areas, like mm-hmm. that's something to be considered too. The yeah. infrastructure, you know, and, and something too that ultimately I think gives me hope in this um, in this realm. Mm-hmm. Is that, you know, yes, I, I do like 100%. I, it's it's worth the conversation to have that with, it, it seems to be extremely correlated um, that with the introduction of smartphones, smart devices, social media, mm-hmm. and then our rising case, like our, our mental health crisis that's going on right now with depression and anxiety. Um, however, I will say that What's interesting is, is that with the introduction of, for example, Apple hardware or, um, you know, Samsung hardware, Garner, even these, the whole idea of health tech, like that is a hot topic right now Mm -hmm. to the point where Apple has, Apple has an entire uh, secret lab for their um, employees and the location's not secret, but it just, it's, it's locked down where they're doing experiments every single day wow. on on how to better the health. I mean, it's insane to think, I mean, even, I mean, could you, like, honestly, like 10 years ago, I could never imagine that an Apple Watch would be able to give you an ECG. Yeah. Or or even, I think the new ones can do blood uh, or oxygen content in your blood. Wow. I didn't know and that. like, so imagine what's coming out next. So I think that the culture actually might, the physical health culture might heart this, Technology and this hardware might actually be the catalyst to bringing more health consciousness to the United I, States. You know, I hope so, but I might disagree with you yeah. on that, honestly. Because yeah, I, I see it as, um, you know, it becomes a convenience. Mm. You never have to leave your house because all you have to do is put on this yeah. headset and you're in another world and you can go and do whatever you want. In this other world without ever, you know, having to have a big house or a big, mm-hmm. you know, apartment. It's like you literally can live in a room this size and just live there and not yeah. like have no motivation to do anything beyond that. So well, and also too, like, what if you know you also have to think about the the social impact, right? Of mm-hmm. the metaverse, because here is another device that is. It is another device with a high price point mm-hmm. for the vast. I mean, for a company and and um, for a working professional, um, it may not be as difficult to buy in to that two ninety nine yeah. price point. But I would actually say that the majority of families with multiple kids are would struggle to purchase that much hardware. Yeah. So I, and ultimately, I, I'm. I am concerned that I, I'm concerned that it creates an even further social divide than the one that we're already mm-hmm. seeing in the country. 
because if there if there is physical world clout that follows metaverse clout, I think that that's deeply troubling. Yeah, and we'll think about it like this Web three. It's like Instagram three. Like I can make my avatar look however I want. Like maybe I want to be brunette. Maybe I want you, yeah. you know what I mean. Like and and people will pay for that. People yeah. will pay to have their avatars look different than how they truly look because they want to look better in the virtual world. Mm, yeah. That's it's. And they can. Yeah. And, and ultimately too, like what happens, you know, cause there's ultimately, I mean, there's two paths, right? In my opinion, there's two paths. One is, is that the path is everyone's overplaying this. It's really not that big of a deal and people are going to be responsible with it. And it might be a place, it's just another additive. Maybe it's the next Zoom, right? Like maybe it's the next Zoom meeting and you go on for a few hours a day, um, do your business. The hardware is provided by the company that you work for. It's, uh, you know, maybe it's a small subscription fee and the hardware is free or, you know, maybe the price point's easier and everyone lives their lives in the physical world. But if it does go down the path of this like extreme, extreme thinking of, People are living the majority of their life inside of the metaverse. Do you think it's that extreme though? I mean, look how look up what is the average time spent um, on your phone each day? Not you specifically, but the (laughs) average person. How much time do they spend on their smartphone a day? I do not want to say what my average is. Three hours, fifteen minutes. Three hours and fifteen minutes. And I would say that's that's kind of low. (laughs) Yeah, but lower than anticipated, but I yeah, wonder if there's huge. I wonder if there's data specifically on like average i like average time spent on iPhone per day, right? Because not everyone has a smartphone. Like even though it seems yeah. like everyone does. Hey, I have an Android though. Yeah, oh, that's true. It's still yeah. a smartphone. Smarter. The smarter yeah. phone. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Even the um baby boomer generation is spending uh, several hours a day now. On social oh, yeah. media. Wow. Yeah. That so it's probably it's moved to a cabin in the woods on it, a mountain. <laughs> it's somewhere between three and four hours a day is what 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 it's showing. But again, I, I don't know if that's worldwide, if that's the United States, if that's yeah, specifically smartphone users, is, like what that demographic actually is. But yeah, I mean, to your point though, I guess maybe it is just another form of communication, right? Mm-hmm. Like perhaps. Perhaps it gets us off of the phone. Maybe that's the next iteration in the sense that like that's where your digital communication happens. And so when you are in the physical world, you appreciate it more. Like you're actually more aware of, of your surroundings because it actually like the, the metaverse itself provides an avenue and a, and a platform. Could, I do like the thought of actually being able to remove yourself. Like think of all the people mm-hmm. working remote now mm-hmm. and they've just seen like their work lives and their personal lives just come together because you're in your house all day and you're working and you know there's no hours you're not going into the office for certain hours you're working all day sometimes all night there's no line so imagine this being like the boundary for work like okay (laughs) logging out of the metaverse (laughs) back to real life um yeah i mean that's a that's a thought that's an interesting concept you know because that you're right though, because ultimately the the line, especially it's been it's been especially accelerated by the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, that 
the line between personal and work is nearly um, non-existent. Like it's basically to the point where you are, your personal life is your work life and your work life is your Mm -hmm. personal life, right? They go Mm -hmm. hand in hand. So So you better like your coworkers. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, maybe that is, right? I mean, ultimately the metaverse could be the answer. Yeah. Mm. Well, we have been talking for like 45 minutes now. I think this is good. (laughs) This is a solid episode. This is good. There's a lot of philosophical things in here to think about. Well, thank you, everyone. Thanks for attending. Uh, If you're inspired to start a (laughs) metaverse type business from this discussion, let us know. Let us know. You owe us. 10%. 10%. Yes. So. <laughs> we'll be taking well, royalties. Cheers. Yeah. Thank right. you. Cheers. It's always a pleasure. See you, everyone. <laughs>